In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I've been hearing a lot of talk lately um, about pastor burnout. You know, like, like any vocation, um, every vocation has a certain amount of people that just burn out in that vocation every once in a while, and the same thing with pastors. But of course, I've been hearing a lot lately that, you know, beware, this year is going to burn out more than the usual amount of, of pastors, okay? So when you think, you know, the, the burden of, of having to make some frustrating decisions, like you cancel a lot of things, cancel church sometimes, you haven't been able to visit your shut-ins, things like this, okay? And, and I know myself, you know, when I think about 14 years I've been a pastor, this year has by far been, the, I've felt that the most, that burnout, okay? And the reason I bring it up is simply because I have a good feeling, if I'm feeling that, then I think probably most of you are feeling the same way. I mean, I think probably, if we're honest, all of us, at least in some small way or another, are just burnt out from 2020. You know, how many of you are burnt out of talking about masks? <laughs> how many are you burnt out of those conversations, right? How many of you are burnt out on the conversations about shutdown, right? Democrat, Republican, you know, who's shutting down, who's not? How many of you are burnt out of, you know, I've, my wife, Valerie, and I have talked about this many times. How many of you are burnt out of every conversation eventually turning to COVID, right? That's what every, con it's like this COVID cloud. I, I'm going to, I think, you know, patent that, that name, okay? It's this COVID cloud that just covers everything we talk about, everything we do. It's always there. How many of you are burnt out on discussions of racism and rioting or burnt out on discussions of our presidential election? It is quite a year, okay? It's a burning out kind of year. We need some help. We need somebody to come and help us and save us. So all of that is now to say, I think you need this parable this morning. I, I know I do, and I think all of you do too as well. We need this Word of God, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And there's two reasons we need it. First off, because we are burnt out. We are half dead in this world, lying in the road, needing someone to make things better. And that's Jesus. He is just the man, the Good Samaritan, to help us when we are burnt out. And the second reason we need this parable is because all of us need to be reminded in a year like this, we need to be reminded of what we're doing here in the first place. Right? We, we need Jesus to clear everything else out and say to us, hey, remember why you're here. Remember what you should be doing. You're here to help others. You're here to be a good Samaritan. And no matter what else is going on in the world, that doesn't ever change. That's still there. You still, in September of 2020, your job is to help others. So we, we need this Word of God today. We truly do. We need our, our Good Samaritan Jesus to make us well again. And we need to be encouraged to go out and remember what our purpose is to help others. So I'm, I'm putting all of this under today one question. What should I be doing? What should I be doing as a Christian? Okay, it's one of those big, quick, big picture questions which I really like to ask. And it's important to ask. You know, what am I doing here? What's my purpose? Um, when a year like this comes, a year like 2020 kind of screws up our, what we consider to be our normal, we can kind of forget this 
And so if we know what our purpose is, we, we can still remain focused and grounded in Christ knowing exactly what we should be doing. And this comes from the lawyer's question to Jesus in the Gospel reading today. Now, he has an ulterior motive, but the question is still good. He asks this big picture question. He says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That's, that's the big question. What am I supposed to be doing? What does God want me to be doing? What's my purpose here? What should I be doing with my life? And in the course of the conversation, then, we get two answers from Jesus. This will be now the rest of the sermon, what I, what I want to get across to you. There are two answers to what you should be doing. First, Jesus will tell you what you should not be doing, which is important for us to hear. Secondly, he will tell you what you should be doing. Okay? Makes sense. It's pretty simple. First, what we should not be doing. Second, what we should be doing. So what should you not be doing? Well, the whole problem with the lawyer is given to us in verse 29. It says that he was trying to justify himself. There's your answer what you should not be doing. Now, it's our temptation to do this all the time, but we, cannot, we should not be doing this. What that means, that he's trying to justify himself, is it means he's trying to make everything right on his own. And this is where you and I will always go wrong. Exactly what we should not be doing is trying to make everything right ourselves. So, so take, take our current situation, September 2020. We need to stop thinking that we are going to fix things on our own. We, we just cannot fix these things. But we've been doing it all year. At least I know I have, and I bet a lot of you have too. Right? The, at first it was... For me, it was, oh, everything will be fine again when, just when we can have church services again. Well, that came and went, and things were not fine again, right? Or everything will be fine, this is the big one now, when we finally just get a vaccine. Then everything will be taken care of. Well, it's a good chance that may not take care of everything either, right? Or, of course, this is one of our favorites, everything will be fine if President Trump gets reelected or if Biden gets elected. Well... All, we know in our heart of hearts, none of those things is going to fix anything. If we, let's say we get rid of COVID completely, something else is just going to take its place. That's the way this world always is. The world is broken and we are broken. So what we should not be doing is trying to think how we are going to fix everything and make everything right. We are sinners. Okay? Sinners don't make everything right. Sinners need people to come and save them. We need a good Samaritan. We need Jesus. So, what we should not be doing is trying to fix everything ourselves. We should trust Jesus to do that. Okay? Jesus heals us. Think about the parable of the Good Samaritan. The first thing he does when he gets there is he binds up his wounds. This, this man that had been robbed and beaten and left there half dead. So he binds up his wounds. Well, that's what Jesus does. All of our, our wounds, our bleeding, infectious wounds, our, our sins, the things that have hurt us in this world, He comes and He binds them up with His blood. He says, I make these things right again. And then the Good Samaritan, He poured on oil and wine. Well, that's baptism, the Lord's Supper, these healing medicines that Jesus gives us. He pours on His oil and wine to make everything well again. And then the Good Samaritan took him to an inn, paid his bill right in full. That's what Jesus does. Takes us to his Father's house. He pays all the debt we owe. And he says, here, Father, here is your child. And this, this is now our permanent residence in the Father's house. 
So that's the, the first thing we've got to learn today, September 2020. Let's not be trying to make everything right ourselves. We won't. We can't. We trust Jesus. He will make things right with forgiveness, with His promises, with His sacraments. Okay? Second then, what should we be doing? If, if we shouldn't be trying to fix everything, we have to trust Jesus for that, then what should we do with our lives? Well, it's very simple. Jesus tells us our whole purpose on this earth is to help others. That is your whole reason for being here, to be a good Samaritan. This is what your life is about, to help others. So um, here's, here's a way you might remember this. It may seem a little goofy. I don't know. Um, but I, I think it could be helpful as just kind of a little memory device. So let's, let's pretend that this situation of the Good Samaritan that Jesus tells. Let's pretend it happens today in El Paso, Illinois. So somebody's walking to church this morning, you know, and they're, um, and they're stopped on the, on the streets of El Paso, robbed, beaten, left there half dead. Well, if that happened today, what, what would, then what would be the solution? Somebody comes, uh, comes across and finds them, and they're going to call 911. That's what you do today. Okay? You call 911, and then who's going to show up? Maybe the police, but eventually who's going to show up? the El Paso Rescue Squad. Okay? So I'm going to use that this morning um, to really, I think, drive this home. If you were telling this today, you could possibly tell it something like, instead of the parable of the Good Samaritan, it would be something like the parable of the Rescue Squad. Okay? I've already told you that the first thing we have to realize is that we can't fix everything. We can't make everything right by ourselves. We have to have Jesus for that. Well, whenever the El Paso Rescue Squad shows up anywhere to help, they know they can't make everything right. They know they can't fix everything. That's not their job. That's out of their hands. That's in God's hands. But they are there to help. And that's what exactly we as Christians are here for. We, we can't make everything right. But in whatever way, shape, or form God gives us, we are here to help. Okay? To, to be a rescue squad. To make things better in this world. Now again, right? Not to make everything right. We're not going to make the world's problems go away. We have Jesus for that. But we're here to help. Now, I think this is, it's helpful to me, I hope it's helpful to you, right, to remember this right now, what we are living, you know, we're burnt out, September of the year 2020, we, we wish everything would be right again, you know, what we consider right and normal, but we can't do that. We're going to have to trust Jesus for that. There's always going to be something wrong. But what should we be doing in the meantime? No matter what's going on, our job doesn't change. We are here to help. To be a rescue squad called in by God to help the people that He puts in our lives. He ends the parable. He tells the lawyer, you go and you do likewise. Go into the world and help others. Now see, the lawyer, as you know, this, this is all of our problem. The lawyer was always just thinking of himself. He always thinking about what he wants, what he needs. Um, but... We're going to let go. We're going to let Jesus take care of us. And the less we can think of ourselves, the more then we can be ready to help others. And the more happier we will, truly we will be. Now, if you think about the rescue squad in El Paso, um, I, I've been here 10 years. I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about the El Paso rescue squad. Never heard anything bad. I've heard bad things said about other um, you know, workers that we might have in our city, but never anything bad about the rescue squad. Why, why do you think that is? Because their whole job is simply to help. 
That's their whole job. They come in, they help, right? Who, who doesn't like that, right? And um, this is our job as Christians, to be there to help and make things better. So, now, all of us have different vocations. We all have different jobs that God has given to do. But in, in every one of those jobs, the work is the same, to help others. So take moms and dads, par uh, parents, grandparents. Your job is to help your children, not, not to complain about them, not to yell at them, not to exasperate them, to help them, to pray for them, to encourage them to listen to their problems, to read them God's Word, to forgive their sins. You're there to be their rescue squad. They are living in an evil, sinful world, just like you and I. We need to be their rescue squad to care for them and help them and love them. Our church family, I've talked about this many times. You know, churches can have this problem of, you know, the exact place where we're supposed to help each other can sometimes be the place where we divide each other. Well. You know, as a church family, we just remember we're here to help each other. Not, not to judge, not to complain about each other, compare who's better than who, but to help, to encourage, to pray for one another, forgive one another, offer food and money when it's needed, right? Our church family should be a rescue squad to each other. And one more example, you know, I, there, I could just give examples, truly, I could all day because there's so many vocations, but one more I think we ought to all be aware of is one of our jobs, everyone in this room, is we're all citizens of the United States. And right now especially, let us remember, as citizens, we are here to help our country. That's our job, to help our country, to help our fellow citizens. Our job is not to complain. Our job is not to call names, vilify our leaders, blame everything on political parties. We, our job as citizens is to help make our country better to pray for our leaders, to listen to people who are hurting, to support our police and our military, to pray for them, to be a rescue squad for our fellow citizens, not a wrecking crew. So these are our vocations. These are the jobs God has given us to do to help those in need. And that goes for everybody in here today. After church today, um, I've got for the kids that are here, this book that um, our publishing house did, which I think is really good. It's just called How Can I Help? And it's a good reminder that even when you're four years old or five years old, you have a job. You're there to help your parents, to help your siblings, to help your friends, to help your teachers. Everybody has a job. No matter who you are, where you are, how old you are, everybody has a job. So be, be encouraged, Christians. One, that you have a good Samaritan to fix the problems. And that two, you know exactly what your job is, to go out and help the others God puts in your lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.